Welcome back to another episode of The Bench. I'm your host, Jessica Murray, the communications coordinator right here at Mercy Church. And today we have a special guest, Joseph Anderson. He is the associate campus director of Northeast, and he preached on Sunday. Joseph, say hello. What's up, everybody? Good to see you guys or be here, I guess. I don't (laughs) see you guys, but... Be here with you guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, Joseph, you really brought the word on Sunday. It was the first sermon... In our Advent series, Advent 2021 is here. We just began that, and you had the pleasure of preaching the genealogy, mm-hmm. which is the most riveting <laughs> section of <laughs> right. scripture. Right, actually, right, right. truthfully, it is riveting when we actually think about it. Right, and that sure. is what you helped us see largely during your sermon. And so, yeah, on today's episode, I would love for you to just have a chance to tell people even more because yeah from planning reading the scripture spending time with it you got the full experience mm-hmm. of the deep treasures that are in this genealogy yeah. so i'm just gonna sit back and open up the floor and you just take us away well i love just how you kind of opened that up because one of the things that i love just about the bible before we even talk about this is just the way that it speaks to itself right mm-hmm. like if you yeah. open it up and you've never seen the Bible before and you just open to the genealogy, it's going to be pure confusion, right? But <laughs> that's true. because of the way that God has set this thing up, right? The Bible is such a comprehensive gift. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I love being able to preach because God has given us his word that answers so many of the questions. Yeah, so, absolutely. And yeah. I would say even for myself, my community group and I were talking about this this week with the genealogy how if you've read the old testament mm-hmm. and you have the stories in your head yeah and you, some knowledge some background it completely changes mm-hmm. the genealogy because it's not just a list of names yeah. a roster but it's story after story exactly yeah. exactly and that's exactly the audience that matthew is writing to he's writing to jews who yeah as they hear these names i'm so Like I said in the sermon, like he writes it in a way to where they can memorize Mm. the genealogy. So as they hear, as they uh, replay these names in their head, they're not just saying names, they're saying stories that mean something to them. The original spoken word. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's really cool. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that I, I really wanted to emphasize more in the sermon that I didn't get an opportunity to was just the context of who the Jews were, yeah, where they were in their lives. And I spoke to that a little bit, but just how their suffering blinded them to the reality of who Jesus is. Mm, it makes yeah. me think back to the story of Job. And although Job doesn't have the Savior, right, like Jesus isn't on the scene yet, his suffering does in some ways blind him to what God was doing. Mm. And there's this point in Job chapter 31, I want to say it is, where Job is just like justifying himself before the Lord. He's like, Lord, if I had gone after silver and gold, if I had taken advantage of my neighbor, if I had done all these things, then I would understand why it is that I'm suffering. Yeah. But I haven't. And then the another character comes on the scene and he's angry and he says, Joe, why are you justifying yourself instead of justifying God? Mm. And what we see is that's the reality of the Jews. 
they are like, man, God, wh- what have we done to deserve this? Yeah, gosh. Yeah. And, and what we want is relief. And basically they're saying like, God, we, we don't feel like we can trust you. Mm-hmm. Like how can, how can we accept this guy as the Messiah because their suffering is, is intense and it, and it keeps them from seeing Jesus. But what we also see in scripture is that our suffering is not meant to blind us from Jesus, but it's meant to glorify Jesus and allow us to see Jesus more clearly. Right. So when Romans five says that suffering leads to endurance and endurance leads to character and character leads to hope and hope won't put us to shame. Right. Like that is the purpose of suffering. And so like what I really wanted to press in that I didn't get a chance to was just this reality that, while suffering can, in the in the hands of the enemy, be a tool for blinding us to Jesus, mm-hmm. suffering does, in the hands of Jesus, give us an opportunity to see him more clearly, rely on him, mm-hmm. and just taste and see his faithfulness even in the midst of hardship. Yeah, because even as you were saying that, I was thinking, it, it sounds and feels to me like that's our human nature. Right. Right, like literally, literally the statement of, why me? Mm-hmm. What did I do mm-hmm. to deserve this? Yeah. And so everything you're saying makes sense from a gospel perspective. Right. But from a human nature perspective, how do we even begin to like do the opposite of what Job did and right. do the opposite of our, our, what our flesh wants to do, which is cry out. Why me? Right, right, right. Exactly. And so the answer is in the gospel, right? So the reason that the Jews missed it is because they were prioritizing their secondary needs Mm -hmm. above their primary one. Right. And in the gospel, we get Jesus who is the solution to our greatest problem, which is sin and death. And so when, when we grumble, Mm -hmm. right, when we grumble against God, we are saying we are justified in the way that we live and act and we condemn God with our mouths. Mm-hmm. When we're discontent in our hearts, we condemn God with our hearts. Yeah. When we when we say, God, like, why me? Why when we're ungrateful, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we then we condemn God salvation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because all of our gratefulness should come from a place of realizing that our greatest need had been met and then our secondary needs like yeah what would be like some secondary needs yeah so so I definitely I said this uh I said this portion in in the sermon Mm -hmm. when I was like guys I know we're concerned about our love lives and that's essential right like I get that I know Mm -hmm. that we're concerned about our marriages and our finances and our children Mm -hmm. but if ever those things lead us to be discontent with Jesus, Mm -hmm. then we have to revisit the gospel and remember that our greatest need has been met. Yeah. And that this life is temporary. Right. And we are looking forward to an eternity where we will be with Jesus forever. Yeah. Right. The fact that we as sinners could not do anything to come back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And yet he comes and gets us like, That's magnificent. Yeah. It's like those poor ants right. stuck in the peanut butter. <laughs> right. Gosh, the the ant and the peanut butter story, uh, that I had never heard that before. So I don't know where that came from. You said a pastor. Yeah, in yeah. So that's not original it. to me. Yeah. The um at least the premise of the story, right? So he starts to tell a story and I, I took it a little different 
way, but yeah. he he's the one who who used the <laughs> ant analogy. It's yeah. Joby Martin down in Florida, okay, and yeah. that guy is he's hilarious. Oh my bro. gosh! Well, yeah, I've heard his preaching. He is hilarious. But that story, I mean, just the whole. I mean, I love a good word picture, a mm-hmm. good metaphor, and so it really did just highlight the insanity of the fact right. that Jesus came down for us and lived as a human. That's like, that's the thing we can <laughs> never forget. Right. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. We have to every single day. Like gratitude is the antidote to our condemning of God. Yeah. Because when we think about what he has really done for us. Yeah. The fact that we were dead in our sins. I, I I try to think back to the time before I knew Jesus and I'm just like, God, I was lost. I was broken. I was distant. I was insecure. Yeah. I was <laughs> like destined for hell. Right. Yeah. And yeah. The gospel that rescues us mm. from that reality rescues us from ourselves yeah Woo, that's good right like <laughs> yeah this is another episode where i'm already thinking i'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to this because there's <laughs> like good things yeah and oh gosh that was really good well i know before we sat down you had said you'd mentioned something about romans mm-hmm. and genesis mm-hmm. romans 5 that you wanted to talk about yeah you want to hop into that real fast yeah, yeah, yeah um just quickly man i, I really wanted to conclude my sermon with this like theological dissertation of (laughs) (laughs) Jesus being the new Adam right and obviously that's not original to me Paul (laughs) does that in Romans 5 Um, but the reason I wanted to get into that was because um, of what Matthew does at the beginning of his genealogy he says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ and that is more accurately translated in Hebrew the book of the Genesis of Jesus Christ yes, and so okay. he's like calling us back to the beginning yeah telling us that Jesus is creating a fresh doing a new work mm-hmm. and what Paul gets into when he unpacks that is that Adam essentially gives us his sin right we yeah. all naturally become sinners because our father Adam was a sinner. Right. But Paul goes on to say that the good gift, which is Jesus's salvation, is not like the trespass. Right. Mm-hmm. So like Adam trespasses. And what is the natural progression? Like we are like our parents. Right. right? Yeah. Like I look at my mom sometimes and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I do that, junk, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. it, and it's a natural progression. Like yeah. we are like the people who raise us and yeah. And so sin was passed down from generation to generation. Right. But the reality that Jesus can come with one sacrifice, it's it's not a natural progression, which just gets back to the reality of what we're talking about. Like, this is an amazing salvation. He doesn't just do something that changes the natural progression. Yeah. Right? Like, he does something that flips the entire paradigm of the human heart. Yeah. It completely and, interrupts right. the progression. It completely interrupts the progression. And yeah. we... We get salvation, we get righteousness, we get grace. Like Paul goes on to say that sin reigned through death, but grace reigns through righteousness, which leads to eternal life. Yeah. I wish you guys, oh, I wish y'all could see Joseph. He's like grinning while uh, quoting scripture, which is just, that's just such evidence of how sweet mm. the those words are to you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Gosh, if somebody... Um, 
has been thinking about your sermon since Sunday. They're like, you know, it's a lot to take in with the genealogy, sure. all di- all these, I mean, the genesis of Jesus, just so many different, yeah. the incarnation. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different things. What is one like takeaway that you're like, listen, if y'all don't get anything else mm-hmm. from the sermon on Sunday, you need to walk away with this. The one thing that I would plead with people to walk away with is that the salvation of Jesus Christ for sinners is not mundane. Mm. It is, it's borderline magical. Like it is the most significant news in all the universe. Mm. And it is like confounding, right? Like that God would do what he did. Yeah. We would never have come up with that in a trillion, billion, gajillion years. Yeah. Right. Like we cannot wrap our minds around it. Right. And I think that that is some of the the distrust, mm-hmm. right? Because we have a really hard time trusting things we can't understand. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I mean, I know that's been true for me. Like it's, it is, that's where my doubts mm-hmm. get me and where I have yeah. to remember that if I could understand God, Mm -hmm. if I could understand his plan for the fullness of time, then that's limiting. Right. Right. You know, trying to fit him within my human ability to understand, Mm -hmm. which he is so far beyond. Yeah. So outside of. It's crazy. Yeah. There's not even a box for that. Yeah. Right. right? Like (laughs) there's not even a box for that. Yes. Oh, man. Well, that's that's so good. Thank you for sharing those extra things with us, because I know even like 35 minutes, 40 minutes. That's hard on a Sunday to fit everything into. And especially when you prepare a sermon and you spend so much time Mm -hmm. and you do all the research, you're like, I want to tell people everything that I learned. Exactly. Like I said, my question quickly became not what am I going to say, but how can I say it all? Absolutely. Which things am I going to say? Exactly. I love that. Well, if you guys uh, didn't already have a chance to listen to Joseph's sermon, or if you weren't here in person on Sunday, you can actually go back and listen to that at mercycharlotte.com slash sermons. The, that sermon is online there. You can also check out our YouTube channel. Before we get out of here, Joseph, I did want to give you a chance to speak to this coming Sunday, yeah, which is the grand opening of our Mercy Northeast, its newest facility, its home. How are you feeling about everything? So I am feeling extremely excited. The thing brothers and sisters, especially you guys who are a part of Northeast um, and Providence Road, like, please be covering us in prayer. Yeah. This is the beginning of a work, not the end of a work. Yeah. This is not a destination. What we want to see is a gospel awakening in the city of Charlotte. We want to see that in the university area. We want to see neighborhoods that have been trapped in poverty impacted by the gospel. Mm-hmm. We want to see, yeah, we want to just see salt and light from our people and God do a work. So yes. yeah, we're super excited about being yeah, up there. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you want more information on Mercy Northeast, you can check that out at mercycharlotte.com slash Northeast. That's all we have time for on today's episode of The Bench. We'll yeah. see you next time. Woo. Cool.